Amen. Here we go. If you said it, I believe it. There is a, um, there's a, there's a little grunt, a little moan that people have. I've noticed it, especially in, in, in people in my family, you know, uh, my mother had it, my wife has it, you know, and it, it's, it's one of those things where when, when somebody's speaking to you and, uh, what they're saying doesn't sound quite right, you know, and, it, and, and, and you don't quite believe it. You know, there's a little, there's a little moan that you have. It's, it's spelled with three M's and it goes like this. Mm. Mm. You ever seen that? You ever seen that? Somebody saying something to you and somebody says, mm. now they didn't come right out and say, I don't believe you. It's just, mm. I don't know about that. They didn't have to say any words, just, mm. Mm. I think that some of us have this spiritual moan when it comes to God's word and we don't even realize it God speaks something through a preacher through someone else through his word through his Bible and we have this spiritual mm, this spiritual moan this 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 thing where we we're not we're not going to admit that we don't believe it because we believe God's word we say it but there's just something in our spirit. And God, you know, it's interesting that when, uh, you know, when you go through a situation, you know, you know someone who uh, came down with uh, COVID-19 or, uh, you know, so, so there's some situation in your life where you don't have the money for the bill and maybe you're talking to someone and they'll, they'll say to you, listen, have faith, have faith. And that's a great saying, have faith, because we should have faith. God gave us uh, the measure of faith, as it says in Romans 12, 3. But you know what God wants us to, and I'll use this word evolve into, evolve is not a bad word. People, the world just uses it incorrectly, okay? But, uh, but he wants us to evolve into what he wants us to grow into. Maybe that makes you feel better, grow. He wants us to grow into the fact that uh, you don't need to have someone at some point in your life tell you to have faith as if it's something that you have and then put away and then have and then put away because the Bible says the just shall live by faith and so God wants us to have a faith life I know I've said this before how how often do you live how how many hours in a day do you live 24 hours a day. I know you're not good at math. I know it's, it's early and it's, it's the first of the year. We, we getting there. You live 24 hours a day. How many days of the week do you live? Seven days a week. How many days of the year? 365. How many days have you been on this earth? Okay, you don't have to answer that one. That's too much math for some of us. Some of us, you know. Uh, Gene, you could do it really quick, Jeannie. I know you're, you're good at math. Uh, but for me, I, I couldn't get it. So, uh, but you live all the time. So God wants us to have a faith life. Every moment of every day, he wants us to live a faith life. And in order for us to do that, we have to have a response that's different than, hmm. We have to have a different response. Our only response to the word of God has to be amen. Yes and amen. So be it. Yes, I agree. That can be our only response to God's word. It has to be amen. And we have to get there where there is no mm in our spirit at all when, when it comes to God's word. Only an amen. 
You see, faith has a lot of definitions. Really what it boils down to is faith is simply uh, obeying God's word. Really, that's what it is. Hearing what God says and doing it. That's, that's really all it is. Mary had the greatest revelation to me of faith that there ever could be when, when uh, she was talking to her son and he was about to perform his first sign, right? And, uh, you know, he was saying, my time is not here, you know, and I know what the Bible says. I don't want to add or take away from the Bible, but I just imagine the situation, you know, it, it's, not my, it's not my time yet. She, mm, she did that to him, all right, and turned around to the servants. Whatever he says, do it. Greatest revelation of faith I've ever heard of. Whatever he says, do it. Amen. But faith can also be defined. One definition of it is this. It's to have a complete unwavering confidence in something, someone, or a situation. In our case, in God, in God's word. To have a complete unwavering confidence, okay? Uh, and, and the fact that it, nothing can change how what you believe nothing can change or persuade you to think otherwise about this given situation that's one definition of faith nothing at all can change what you believe about this situation if he said it we believe it amen first thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13 says this it says for this reason we also thank god without ceasing Paul is saying, because when you received, somebody say received, when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, come on, you welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. Let me read that last part one more time. But as it is in truth, the word of God, which, which also not only works, but effectively works in you who believe in you who believe in you who believe. So again, faith, to have a complete unwavering confidence in something. A person with faith can't be persuaded to think otherwise. You can't be persuaded. Nothing can take you away, and that's where we have to get. And some people will say, well, you know, you did, that's just being closed-minded. Well, when it comes to God's word... I am very closed-minded, and I know that's hard to receive. I'm open-minded to so many things. Of course, I'm open-minded. I'm open-minded to what color this morning. I said, Dietra, should I wear the, a brown jacket or the blue jacket or which one? She just said, put this one on. I said, okay, I'm, that's good. I'm open-minded. I'm not closed-minded. So many things I'm open-minded to. But when it comes to the Word of God, I'm sorry. And I know it's not popular to say, but I'm closed-minded when it comes to the Word of God. Because if you said it, I believe it. If you said it, I believe it. Peter got the revelation. Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. Come on. Come on. Guess what? If you said it, I believe it. Because water doesn't hold people. Every time I've jumped in water, I go down. And I have to start dog paddling or doing something. Water, you, water doesn't hold people. But if you said it, I believe it. 
Lord, we're in this battle, and we need some more time because as soon as the sun goes down, we're going to start losing the battle. Is there anything you can do? Guess what? I'll hold up. I'll hold the sun up. I'll stop time. Time doesn't stop. You know how long I've been on this earth? My name is Joshua. I've been around about 20 years, maybe. And uh, in 20 years, time, I've learned time doesn't stop. But if you said it, I believe it. Lord, here we are. I got a, more than a million people looking crazy at me because I told them to come out of this land where they were being oppressed and to follow me. Now here we are, not at some creek. I'm not at the White River. I'm at the Red Sea. I can't see across the Red Sea. Now what? Hold up your rod. Hold up your rod. There's a million people here. What am I supposed to do? Guess what? If you said it, I believe it. If you said it, I believe it. This is the kind of faith that causes miracles. Guess what? They're not miracles for God. It's just what he normally does. But for us, if you said it, I believe it. So then how do you get that kind of faith? It's very simple. Romans 10. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, you can't get around it. You can't, you can't go mm, to the word of God. You got to say, amen. You got to say, if you said it, I believe it. And that's where we're going this year. That's where we're going this year. And we all may not be there yet. We, maybe I'm not even there yet. I'm, I'm talking to myself to get there. But that's where we're going this year. We're going to a place of, if you said it, I believe it. And I don't care what anyone else says. I don't care what Monroe County says. I don't care what the economy says. I don't care what doctors say. If you said it, I believe it. That's where we're going this year. That's where we're going. Now, there's four things about faith and about the word of God that I believe we have to get in our spirit for this year. And they, here's the thing about it. We know all four of these things that I'm going to give you this morning. But what it is is they all have to work together. They have to work together. Some of us have one of them. Some of us have maybe two or three. One, some of us have number one and number three, but we lack on number two and number four. And we wonder why we sometimes fail. But what God would say to us this morning is, I've given you my spirit, and I've given you the power to not only comprehend, understand, get a revelation of, but to act out all four of these elements of the faith life, of the faith life. Amen? So the first one is receiving God's word. Receiving God's word. Acts 17.10, put it this way. This is what I call the Berean example. I call it the Berean example. Acts 17.10 and 11 says, Then the Berean, then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away. I think he was in Thessalonica, if I'm not mistaken. But they sent him away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. They were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, fair-minded, in that they received the word with all readiness. Somebody say received. They received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether those things were so. The scripture here says that they received the word with readiness. What does that mean? 
Number one, it means they had an expectation when Paul was bringing forth the word. When the word comes forth, not just because your good friend Michael is talking or Pastor Phil Capuccio or Billy Graham or whoever else you might listen to, not just because that person is talking, but because it's the word of God, we have to have a heart that is ready to receive the word of God. And when you receive the word of God, you have an expectation. Your expectation is not on that person who's preaching your expectation expectation is on the word of God. My expectation is my demand. My expectation is on this word. This word comes with an expectation, and I'll tell you why in just a moment. But we have we, we can't have a prove it or a doubtful response. We can't have that response when we receive God's word. We must have an amen. Yes, an amen. This means that they heard it without prejudice. In other words, uh, they heard it with eager interest in an honest and good heart. I want to see what you're saying. I want to see what you're saying. I'm sorry. I'm just a, you know, I'm a sports fan and I use all these sports analogies. And uh, so I apologize to you who are not sports fans. It's just sometimes the best way to get across, you know, what, what I'm thinking and what's in my spirit. And I remember years ago, I was watching this football game. And I, you know, a couple of you may know who I'm talking about, but it's not important. I was watching this football game, and uh, this, this team, the Minnesota Vikings, a professional football team, had a receiver. His name was Randy Moss, okay? And he's one of the greatest receivers, you know, whatever you think about him, you football fans. But he's one of the greatest receivers that ever played. It just seemed like he was so fast, and he just, he had such great hands that there could be three or four guys all over him and you just throw the ball up and some kind of way he comes down with the ball right and it's called and and for the other guys it's called getting mossed they use that term today you just got mossed okay it means he you guys were there but somehow he caught the ball okay this is how good he was this guy was really really good they were playing it's another team called the Green Bay Packers you may have heard of them and they had a quarterback at the time his name was Brett Favre okay and he was also one of the best quarterbacks to ever play he did uh you know what football fans would call miraculous plays he's falling down and he's flipping the ball and he's doing all kind of things and you know with a football not a basketball he's doing all, all these things and making plays you know Forrest remembers Brett Favre right and so these two teams were playing each other and so Minnesota Vikings they went down and scored Randy Moss scored a touchdown over two guys that played for the Packers I know you're not football fans I'm sorry but he, he scored a touchdown okay then they showed him on the sideline. They kicked the ball off. Now the other team had it. Green Bay had the ball. Brett Favre was coming out. Randy Moss was sitting on the bench, but he realized the other team had the ball. He got up, and he said, hold on a second. I got to go see this. This is Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Brett Favre plays for the other team. He should be wanting his defense to murderize Brett Favre, but instead he's interested. Oh, I got to go see this. This is Brett Favre right here. I got to go see what he does. What's going on with him? This man had an interest even though the guy played for another team. What I'm trying to say to you this morning is we have to have an interest in the word of God. It's not for the other team, but I'm just talking about the interest that he had. Hold on. I got to go see this. This is the word of God. What's about to happen? This is a miracle about to happen. Somebody, somebody's up. Uh, praying for somebody uh you know somebody's in a wheelchair and they lay in hands i gotta go see this this is god this is jesus right here what's going on we have to have that kind of expectation how do you think the people felt uh in back when jesus walked the earth and they had just heard they there wasn't there wasn't uh 
you know, if there wasn't Fox News and CNN, there wasn't Twitter, uh, you know, Snapchat or any of those things back then. There wasn't even video. And so it was all by word of mouth. And so they heard this guy was over in Capernaum and uh, this woman came and her daughter was healed. I just heard about that. And so and when he comes to town, hold on, I got to go see this. It's Jesus coming to town. It's the word of God walking. What's going to happen? We have to have that. That's what the Bereans did. That's how they received the word. That's how we have to receive it. You're praying about a situation over the next 21 days, and you're praying, and you see something in Scripture, the Word of God talks to you about it. You are an overcomer. Uh, you are blessed in the city. You're blessed in the field. Oh, I got to see this. I'm blessed in the city. I got to see what's going on. I'm blessed in the field. Uh, I'm, I'm the head and not the tail. Uh, this is the Word of God. Uh, what, what's God saying here? We have to have an expectation about what God is going to do. God is going to change you. God is going to save someone someone in your family. God is going to heal someone. God's going to restore something. God is going to give you a revelation. God's going to build your business. God's going to do some things, but we have to have an expectation. Oh, this is the word of God. I got to see what's going on here. They had a sincerity of heart, a sincere desire to be taught. You see, receiving the, the, receiving the word of God doesn't mean what the world would, would say uh, that you're, you're uh, you know, you're, you're just, uh, you're so, uh, you know, you're oblivious or uh, you're naive, you know. Uh, th that's, what, that's what the world would say. It's, it's a blind faith. It's not a blind faith that we have. What they're trying to depict is simply that you're just gullible or you're even ignorant to believe uh, what this Bible says. But guess what? The Bereans, they searched the scriptures, not just once a week, not just once in January, maybe in March, I'll get back to it. It says they searched the scriptures daily to see whether these things were true. They searched the scriptures daily. It's not a blind faith. We have an expectation. We search the scriptures daily. Listen to this. You might, I, I didn't put all these scriptures up here, uh, but you might write some of these down if you want to. Taking notes, write some of these down. Colossians 2.8 says this. It says, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, okay? According to human traditions, uh, according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. Colossians 2.8. If you don't have that, write that one down. That's a good one. The reason why I say that's so good is because it, it, is, it, 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 it debunks what the world would say that you're just naive and gullible. Well, God is saying right here, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit. Who's gullible? Those who talk philosophy all day or those who believe in the word of God? that created the universe. How about Ephesians 1.18? Ephesians 1.18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory, his inheritance in the saints. The Living Bible for that one says this. It says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can see something of the future that he has called you to share. Do we have those scriptures we could put up? I don't think, I don't know if we have those. Okay, Here, here's what it is. Here, here's what he said in the Living Bible. It says, I pray your hearts will be flooded with light. I pray your hearts will be flooded. God wants you to have revelation. He wants you to have all the revelation. He wants you to have all the revelation. I pray that your hearts be flooded. And so first off, we have to, first off, we have to receive the word of God. 
Receive God's word. Amen. Number two, right behind that, again, I told you, you know these things. You know them, but we got to get all four of them together, all four of them. The second one is we have to believe God's word. Amen. Believe it. Titus 1, 1 through 3 says this. Says Paul, a bondservant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledgement of the truth, which accords with godless, godliness in hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, by the way, promised before time began, but has in due time manifested his word through preaching which was committed to me according to the commandment of God, our Savior. In due time, he has manifested his word. You're not serving a God where nothing ever manifests. If something never manifests, guess what? It's not on God. God manifests things. If, if, if something doesn't manifest, I hate to tell you this, but we got to look in the mirror, folks. And I'm not just preaching at you or condemning you. I, I'm talking about me as well. If, if what God said, if what God, now if God didn't say it, sometimes we try to manifest stuff God didn't say. We're just making up stuff. Now if God said it and it's not manifesting in our life, then who's it on? I mean, God created the universe. So I would think it would be on us, not him. See, Satan likes to call God's integrity into question right and, and but we see in this verse it's impossible for god to lie it's against his very nature to even lie in fact i know it's, it's too much for me you know my grandmother used to say now this will really bake your noodle this this bakes my noodle right here that if god said something that you uh that would that was contrary to what you believe if you look out and you say, well, the color of the sun is yellow, and all of a sudden a voice from heaven says, the color of the sun is blue, guess what? Your eyes are lying. God don't lie. Uh, and I, that's hard for you to understand. You, no, no, no. It, I can see it's yellow. Guess what? God is truth. He doesn't tell the truth. He is truth. So if he says it's blue, I'm sorry, but you, it's blue. <laughs> I don't know what the, you got to figure it out. Well, what? I don't know. You got to figure it out. You got to talk to him some more, ask him to reveal it. But the truth is, it's what he says it is. Because if you said it, we believe it. It's impossible for him to lie. But see, this is every Christian's battle right here. Satan starts by introducing a little lie, by casting doubt. And, and we must believe the Bible. We believe the word of God because Jesus said it was the word of God. If Jesus was wrong about that, then he was in error, which would mean that, uh, you know, he could not be the son of God. We know that Jesus cannot be in error because he's God as well. And the Bible is the word of God. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. Jesus, the second person of the Godhead, is God because the Bible says I'm not arguing with you about oneness and trinity. I'm just telling you that in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Now, that's just what the Bible says. You can figure out what that means for yourself and you can argue about oneness and trinity. I'm just telling you that they're both three and they're both one at the same time. Figure it out. I don't know what to tell you. Ask him when you get there. For now we see through a glass darkly. Then we shall see face to face. Instead of arguing while we try to be blessed.
Why don't we try to be overcomers instead of arguing? But if this is, if, if, if this is the word of God, and then what God gave to his, though servants penned this Bible, but what God, through the Holy Spirit, what he gave to them is his word. That means that it's just as if God is speaking to you, just as if you hear an audible voice. If you said it, we believe it. If you said it, we believe it. Ground your every decision in the word of God. And Satan will not gain a foothold in your life. John 17, 17. Here's some more for you to write down if, you, if you're taking notes. John 17, 17. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is. Your word, it's not your word tells the truth. Your word is a kind of truth. Your, your word is one way to the truth. Your word is truth. Proverbs 30, verse 5, English Standard Version puts it this way. Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Every word of God proves true. John 6, 63, I really like this one. You know it. It says, it is the spirit who gives life. We know that. The flesh is no help at all. <laughs> the words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. What about Isaiah 55, 10? I'm going to read this out of the Living Bible. It says, as the rain, you know this one too, you know it. It says, as the rain and snow come down from heaven and stay upon the ground to water the earth, you know it, and cause the grain to grow and produce seed for the farmer and the bread for the hungry. Uh, he says, I also spread my word. I send it out. And it always produces fruit. It shall accomplish all I want it to and prosper everywhere I send it. Growing up, you used to just say, my word never returns to me void. But that's what it means. When he said, my word never returns to me void, it means it shall accomplish all, 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 all I want it to and prosper everywhere it goes. God doesn't send out his word and it doesn't prosper. His word prospers when he sends it out. Number three, now we know we have to receive God's word. We know we have to believe God's word. We have to speak God's word. I told you these, you know all these. You could, you could, give, a, you could give a lesson on these four. I know it. But we got to get all four of them together. That's what God is. Listen, we're going to start 2022 off right. We're going to get all four of these things together. Receive believe speak God's word Matthew 12 34 to 37 brood of I know I have a lot of scripture for you today but it's God's word it's God's word it's God's word brood of vipers he's talking to the, the he's, he's talking to some folks who don't believe come on how can you being evil speak good things for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks hmm. a, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things but I say to you that for every idle word why is it important to speak God's word why is it important it, this is Jesus talking by the way I say to you for every idle word that men may speak they will give account of it in the day of judgment if God tells you one thing and you say something else you're going to give account of it in the day of judgment here's the thing for by your words you will be justified and by your words 
you will be condemned. What are you saying out of your mouth? I'm looking in the mirror saying that. What are you? I said, Michael, what are you saying? I go back through my day and, and just think of some phrases that I've said and some negative things I've said. said what are you saying? Because uh, by your words, you will be condemned. By your words, you will be condemned. Proverbs 4.20 says this, my son, give attention to my words. Uh, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health, health to their flesh. You would know Hebrews 4.12, some of you. The word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, any two-edged sword, King James said. It cuts, now this is, a, this is a living Bible also, it cuts all the way through to where the soul and spirit meet, to where the joints and marrow come together. It judges the desires and thoughts of the heart, the word of God. The word of God is why it's so important. And of course, you know Proverbs 18:21. Death and life, come on somebody, are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. We got to receive God's word. We got to believe God's word. We got to speak God's word. But guess what? All of that means nothing if we don't act on God's word. If we don't act on God's word. You can hope. You can believe. And if you don't act, it means nothing. It means nothing. Act on God's word. James 1.22 puts it, it's a, you know what, you know what I, I like about James, you know what I like about James, be doers of the word and, and be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. You know what I like about him? James is not flowery. You, you could even read it, you could even read it in the message version and, and, and Eugene Peterson can't even make James flowery. He's not flowery. Look, I, he, I, James is like, I don't got time to be all flowery. I got to tell you how it is. I don't have time. Look, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Why? Because you're deceiving yourself. You're deceiving yourself if you're only hearing and not doing. Until we act upon the word of God, it does not become a reality. You can say it all you want to. You can go around with all the cute phrases. I'm blessed. How you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. You can say that all day long. But unless you're acting blessed, unless you're acting highly favored, you know, you can act the opposite of highly favored. <laughs> Have your head. I'm blessed and highly favored, but you're going through the day, head down. I don't know what's going to happen, boy. I sure do hope this money comes. I hope the doctor says something good. I sure do hope she calls today. I know you sure do hope. I hope for you. But the more we act on the word of God uh, as he has given it to us, the more astonishing a, a miraculous life we will lead. The more we act on it the more of an astonishing, miraculous life we will lead. <laughs> James, over in chapter 2, verse 18, he put it this way. He said, someone will say, uh, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. I'll show you my faith. In other words, I'll show you my faith by my life. I'm living it. I'm living it. 
I don't just talk. I live it. Second Chronicles 31, 20, talking about Hezekiah, uh, what he did throughout Judea, and he, he did what was good and right before the Lord. But the Bible says, and, and every work that he began in the service of the house of God, in the law and in the commandment to seek his God, he did it with all of his heart. Now watch this. I, I should have probably put this one up here. It, it says he did it. You might want to write that one down. It says he did it with all of his heart. Every work he did in the house of the Lord, every service he did for God, he did it with all of his heart. Now watch what it says. So he prospered. So he prospered. So it connects this sentence to the previous sentence. In other words, because of this, he prospered. He lived a full, thriving life, the abundant life that Jesus came and died for you for. He died that you would have an abundant life. He died that you would thrive. It doesn't mean the enemy's not going to throw things at you and there won't be some things, but he died so that you would have the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome everything in your life. He died that you would walk on water in the midst of a storm. He died so that you would say to this mountain, be thou removed, be cast into the sea, and it would be done for you. He died for those things, but it's up to us to have faith. The more we embrace the Bible in our lives, come on. It, you know, this Bible, <laughs> it has been translated into thousands of languages over the years. There, there, it sells millions of copies every year, even today, with all our technology, with everything that's on the, the iPad and the iPhone and the Bible apps and Google and BibleGateway.com and BibleHub and all whatever else you want, with all of that, it sells still more than a million paper copies every year in 2021. After a COVID year, it sold more than a million copies. The Bible, the Bible, the Bible, okay? Guinness Book of World Records says it is, it has declared the best-selling book of all time. We know that. No competition. Come on, who else is going to sell a book like that? John Grisham, he got some good books. I like John Grisham books. I do, but he's not going to sell like that. Since the Bible is the word of God, there's no difference in hearing the audible voice from God and hearing it from his word because God will give you rhema. You have his spirit. The word of God, people, is alive. It is alive and it's creative and it's not only life changing, but it's circumstance changing. Come on. The more we embrace the Bible in our lives, the more actively it'll work in our lives. Then we will begin to step into and tap into its true power, the power of the Word of God. There is power. There is power in the Word of God. I know we sing there's power in the blood, but there is power in the Word of God. Amen? So we have to receive God's Word. We have to believe God's Word. We have to speak God's word, and we have to act on God's word. Amen. How many are going to do that today?